0: Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Uh, So a lot of stuff has happened in the last few days, so let's go right in. Uh, Bob McKenzie had a very interesting tweet almost as soon as I finished the last podcast, actually. Uh, He was saying, big news out of Nashville. The Predators are going to announce, and they did, that Mike Fisher is coming out of retirement to return as an active player. Uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, Nashville's already one of the best teams in the NHL. Uh, You add Mike Fisher into that mix and that could push them over the edge as a favorite for the Stanley Cup. So huge news out of Nashville. Uh, It's gonna be very interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, Then (laughs) I was watching something, I forget what it was, and somebody made an interesting observation. Uh, They said that you could say to somebody, uh, you could say to a girl, like, that's a really nice dress but you can't whisper it because then it sounds creepy. Um, and it's true. If you think about it, that's a really nice dress. That's pretty creepy. Um, then, uh, not a lot of good news out of politics these days, uh, but there was one bit of good news that I caught from the New York Times. Uh, Representative Trey Gowdy, uh, one of the few Tea Party members of the Republican Party, uh, is going to be leaving the House and... Um, I am very happy about that. That guy is a nut job, obviously anybody that's in the Tea Party is a nut job. Uh, This guy in particular, uh, because he kept pushing the Benghazi investigation, uh, I'm very happy to see him go. Now, of course, there's a reason why he's leaving. Uh, He wants a lifetime appointment as a district uh, judge in South Carolina. I figure uh, if the people of South Carolina want him that badly, he's their problem. Uh as long as he's out of the US government, uh the federal government, uh he has less of an impact on people's lives that way. Uh I'm all for it because this guy, uh you see what you want about the Tea Party, but this guy in particular, uh, is I hate to say the word dumb, but he, he he's probably about as dumb as he looks, and that's saying a lot, he looks pretty dumb, and again his name is Trey Gowdy, the name like that, how he looks, how he acts, everything about this guy is dumb, so he will not be missed. Uh, Speaking of people that will not be missed, this is an interesting picture from History and Picks on Twitter, Heroin Bust in New York City in 1962, and there you see it there with the guns, and this guy probably had a little heroin before they took that picture uh... then not a lot going on in baseball uh... still a pretty slow offseason uh, ken rosendahl tweeted though that alex avila signed a deal with the diamondbacks for two years eight point two five million uh, So, not a lot of people talk about avila but i think that he's a very good catcher uh, certainly one of the best backup catchers in baseball if you put him in that position as well um, Not a lot of people uh, are familiar with him because he plays in Detroit, but uh, from what I've seen from him in Detroit, very capable catcher, so I think that's a good signing by Arizona. Uh, The Verge tweeted out that California court swipes left on Tinder charging more for users over the age of 30. Uh, My response to that is ageist fucks, only because I'm going to be turning uh, 29 in March, so I'm getting closer to dirty thirty thirty. Um, 30. I think that's pretty, pretty ageist uh, to say that, oh, you know, if you're 30 or older, we should start charging you for it. Um, I think that's kind of messed up. Uh, then I highly recommend, I was watching on uh, the movie network Encore, uh, they have a movie called I Am Ali about Muhammad Ali. Uh, such an interesting movie. Uh, because they get the perspective of just about everybody that knew him in his life uh, for the most part I think the only person that they were short on was for some reason his daughter Tatyana Ali wasn't in it which is kind of disappointing uh, he, they did have two other daughters though uh, one of his sons um, it, it was an interesting movie because I already love uh, Muhammad Ali, I think he is truly uh, defined the word hero and especially real-life heroes um, with everything that he did in his life. But uh, what was interesting about this movie is that you, you were reminded of that, but you also got to see how much of a family man he was um, and how much he loved his kids uh, and, and what he would do with his kids. Like, it, it was um, really great to see the personal side of him um, in addition to his public persona and everything that he did. Uh, just an absolute great human being as everybody knows um, and just an interesting movie so I I highly recommend it, I Am Ali Uh, it is a very good movie. Uh, Then some crazy news coming out of Canada, this doesn't happen that often uh, but the Senate passed a bill that changes a lyric in the national anthem in Canada so it used to be in all thy sons command Uh, But apparently that wasn't gender neutral for the social justice warriors out there. Uh, So now it's in all of us command. Um, I I am somebody who considers myself to be just left of center when it comes to the political spectrum, Uh, but for me, this is too liberal. This is too social justice warrior-like. This is, to me, bullshit. Um, You know, you grow up singing the national anthem. uh, For me, that goes all the way back to kindergarten, uh, you know, in all thy son's command. So no matter what they say, it's always gonna be in all thy son's command to me. Call me sexist, call me whatever you will. I would consider myself a traditionalist. Um, I don't see the need to change an anthem uh, to make it gender neutral. And if you're that soft that you do want it changed, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm really, the older I get, I think me on the spectrum being like a liberal is slowly getting more centrist. Uh, Maybe even some would argue more to the right Um, because I, I just don't understand this mentality of nerfing the world, making it safe for everybody, um, you know, gender pronouns, um, gender neutral anthems um safe spaces all of this shit um you know i I wish people would just grow up instead uh but it just seems like this is the world that we live in um and it's pretty unfortunate i I think it's it's a bit much for me and again this is somebody that voted for uh, the liberals in the last federal election voted for trudeau um this is the kind of thing that makes you think about other options. Uh, I wish there were better options in the federal government right now. Um, but it, it, you're still, at least I am, disappointed that this is even something that they're talking about because it's such bullshit. And, you know, you think about all the problems in the world right now, all of the problems in Canada right now especially, and this is what gets passed. Um, yeah. Uh, But going from politics, talking about sports, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think uh, the Leafs need to start having their dads come to every game, uh, two shutouts in a row, um, and proof positive of why the Leafs don't need Roman Polak. Uh, They called up two youngsters um, on their blue line, and both of those kids played phenomenal, obviously, shutouts, um, but they also scored goals. Um, In particular, we'll talk about one of them later... He scored two goals in two games, and he became the first Leafs defenseman ever. Uh, Anytime that you're the first Leaf to do something, that's a pretty big deal, considering the history uh, of the Leafs. Uh, The first Leaf ever uh, to do that, Leafs defenseman. Uh, Adrian Wojnowski tweeted out, The Phoenix Suns have agreed to a contract buyout with Greg Monroe. Uh, I was very interested in that, because I was interested to see where he would go. We'll talk about where he did go in just a second. Uh, Then there was this uh, very interesting tweet from Mashable. Uh, This was an entire castle was 3D printed with concrete. Uh, Very interesting tweet. If you're interested, check it out on twitter.com slash thejohndnewton to see the whole video. Um, It's just remarkable and it's very much a sign of possibly the future of building houses and, and constructing uh, things like that, it just seems very, very interesting. Uh, then I didn't catch this uh, when Ralphie May passed, uh, the comedian, uh, but <laughs> Doug Stanhope on October 6th, uh, when after Ralphie May passed, had one of the funniest tweets I think I've ever seen when somebody passes away. He said, losing to dat fan is something that you never get over. Hashtag R I P Ralphie May. <laughs> I thought that was, uh, funny, very cutting, um, probably pretty true, uh, and that's what makes it so funny. Uh, but overall, like, that's one of the funniest tweets I've seen for somebody passing away, ever. Uh, for those of you guys that aren't familiar, they the two of them, that fan, and Ralphie May competed in in a show called uh, Last Comic Standing. Uh, where comedians would compete with each other to see who was the top comedian. And uh, that season, that Fan actually won. Uh, Not a lot of people are that Fan fans. Um, As a matter of fact, I don't even know if he still does comedy anymore. Uh, Then, big trade in the NBA. We're getting closer to the NBA trade deadline, so I'm expecting to see more movement as we get closer. Just a few days away, really. uh, Less than a week. Uh, But Chicago traded uh, Miritich to New Orleans for uh, Omar Asik, uh, Tony Allen, and a first-round draft pick. Uh, So pretty big trade there. Uh, Obviously, New Orleans looking for a replacement for Boogie Cousins. Uh, Chicago, I don't... If anybody knows what the Chicago Bulls are doing, please tell me, because it just looks like a really shitty rebuild to me. Um, And that's a shame, because you think about the history of the Chicago Bulls... uh, I don't know. It's just weird to me to see how dominant they were in the 90s with MJ and Pippen and uh, Dennis Rodman, all those guys. You fast forward after they're gone, just total mediocrity for decades, and now a rebuild. Uh, So, rough time for Bulls fans. Uh, Then, Donald Trump gave his State of the Union address. To be honest, I didn't watch it because you've probably noticed on this podcast I haven't really talked too much more about politics lately uh, It's a, the last few days um, really because I'm just so tired of it all I don't like where it's going uh, it just looks like an absolute shit show you've got Republicans now, like I said in the last podcast that just continue to suck Donald Trump's dick uh, and they seem to do whatever they can to try to protect him uh, the memo, which was absolute bullshit, that got released Uh, You know, it's just ridiculous But I didn't watch the State of the Union I gotta be honest I'm just so tired of it Um, But after the State of the Union Donald Trump tweeted out Thank you for all the nice compliments and reviews On the State of the Union speech 45.6 million people watched The highest number in history Fox News beat every other network For the first time ever With 11.7 million people tuning in Delivered from the heart so <laughs> i i i don't know about donald trump man i just uh, james gunn tweeted out how stupid do you think we are and how is such obvious and outright lying this easy to anyone Obama's state of the union in 2010 drew 48 million viewers more than 45.6 million bush in 2003 had 62 million viewers versus 45.6 million And Clinton in 1993 had 66.9 million viewers versus 45.6 million. uh, Numbers kind of speak for themselves there. But I'm sure Donald Trump would tell you, well, that's what I was told. Uh, Tim and Sid uh, tweeted out a very interesting article from Chris Haynes uh, saying that there's a possibility LeBron James could play with the Golden State Warriors if they can clear the cap space, uh, I would be honest, I think that uh, it would be in LeBron James' best interest to sign uh, with the Golden State Warriors for the veterans minimum. Uh, Now before you lose your shit about what I just said, think about this, he wants to pursue an acting career, this would get him into California, Uh, you want to talk about advertising money that this guy can get, it's unbelievable how much advertising money LeBron James could get, Uh, that alone endorsement deals that he can get would more than make up for an nba contract and he'd be playing with the best team already in the nba you add yourself into that mix without them having to move players out just to clear the max cap space and you've got the most dangerous team i would say in nba history ever uh it's it's like a fucking all-star team as an nba team Uh, And I'm not even joking about that. Uh, You know, you you look at the NBA All-Star game itself. What is it? You're talking about Steph Curry's team versus LeBron James' team. You put those two on the same team. Kevin Durant's still there, etc., etc. That is an All-Star team in the NBA. Uh, And forget about anybody trying to compete with them. Eastern Conference Finals, great. You made it to the NBA Finals. Congratulations. You just got swept by the golden state warriors every single year until those players decide to retire uh that's probably what's going to happen anyways whether or not lebron james decides to sign there, golden state's team their core is just that much better than anything else in the nba sure you've got houston you've got san antonio you've got some teams that can maybe challenge them oklahoma city maybe uh if they get their shit together but uh to me, I still think Golden State is the best team until proven otherwise. Um, and I think LeBron James, I don't think LeBron James is crazy to wanna go play for them. Uh, I, I just think it's crazy that he thinks in his mind that it's better as a, as a basketball player, forget about as a, as a guy seeking money. As a basketball player, it's better for him if Golden State ships players out just to create cap space for him I was with james i would be looking at it from a basketball perspective and an endorsements perspective you couldn't make more money anywhere else in terms of endorsements than being in california at number one but also number one basketball wise why would you want them to change their roster when it works why not just sign for a veterans minimum and truly just beat the hell out of everybody every year now when people heard this obviously they freaked the hell out because how competitive would the NBA be if LeBron James joined Golden State and the answer is obvious it wouldn't be Um, but then again how competitive is the NBA right now Um, you've got a lot of teams that are haves and a lot more teams that are have-nots so you see blowout games a lot Um, this just changes it slightly But obviously, it gives you a clear favorite for uh, the NBA Finals every year. But then again, it's the same favorite that's there right now. Golden State is the favorite to win the NBA Finals this year. This just means that LeBron James would have a better chance of getting a ring. Uh, Then there was this from Ali Garfunkel. I thought this was hilarious. Uh, I would have gone with Schindler's Lifts for a car that says Schindler Elevator. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Then, what time does the Super Bowl start? Tweeted out, congratulations on the AFC championship, Bill Belichick. What's an AFC championship? I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Then I was dying when I saw this. This is from uh, Cheesh, I think it's pronounced. Uh, She tweeted, if only there was a letter in Paris that resembles the Eiffel Tower. When do you ever see that the A is not the Eiffel Tower? This is the only time I've seen that. It kills me. Uh, Brett F. tweeted out, People give us millennials a lot of shit because the baby boomers and Generation X in Congress can't keep our government running. And Generation Z is eating Tide Pods for likes on YouTube. Can't argue with that. Uh, Then I thought this was hilarious, this is an image of a dog staring out (laughs) into the sunset And instead of the sunset, it sees Jeff Goldblum Uh, Hilarious tweet by Harmon on Twitter Uh, Then Austin Creed, better known as Xavier Woods to WWE fans, tweeted out Cut my life into pizzas is the name of the store And he said, this is my last resort Uh, So, pretty funny uh, nod to Papa Roach. Uh, then I was dying laughing on Yahoo News. <laughs> they had an article that said Canada is North America's only full democracy. And my response to that is, ex- is except for the fact that the U.S. doesn't claim to be a democracy, they're a republic and Canada is a constitutional monarchy, so neither country even says that they're a democracy, but thanks for sucking that Canuck dick, whoever you are that did this study. (laughs) Uh, Then going back into sports, uh, some big news for the Argos, Ricky Ray is coming back for another year. I think that's huge news. I think most people expected him to retire, Uh, but obviously he wants to see what he can do with a championship caliber team like the Argos. then the Celtics signed Monroe, uh, and I. When that happened, I posed a question: Do NBA fans and Raptors fans still think the Raptors are going to finish first now? Uh, I think the Raptors need to do something at the trade deadline. I understand they only have a second-round pick basically because everything else they've traded. Um, you know they've got a great young bench. Uh, But I don't think they have enough to take the first overall seed right now. I think they need possibly either a big man or a shooter, uh, slasher type player. Uh, Either one of those I think would help them. Uh, I think they're set on point guards, obviously. I think Lowry, uh, DeLon Wright, uh, Van Vliet has been unbelievable this season. Uh, I think really a lot of, not just fans, but players are starting to realize how good Van Vliet is. Um, but yeah, I think you can never really have enough big man in this NBA uh, You can never have enough uh, shooting guards, small forwards, slashers, shooters uh, That type of player And I think the Raptors uh, would do well to maybe see what they could do in that market But I don't know, it's obviously going to be difficult uh, Masai Ujiri doesn't have a history of making trades in season Really with the Raptors, most of his changes happen in the off offseason uh, But we'll see what happens Uh, Then, in the NHL, just this continues in the NHL, just a a continuance of bullshit calls when it comes to goaltender interference. Um, And I feel now, it's almost like we're being trolled by the NHL uh, with Rule 69, and as Gronk would tell you, you know what I mean, baby. Um, Then examples of this, there were two the other night of goaltender interference. Uh, Literally, this was insane So in this picture You've got the goaltender Jake Allen Literally with two Boston players That are pushing him outside of the net So that they can score Uh, So Jake Allen was treated like a stone in curling But it's still a good goal I have no idea Then, even better (laughs) The Las Vegas Knights Golden Knights versus the Winnipeg Jets game uh, this game, uh, the Vegas Knight player here takes his stick and literally cracks it over the head of the goaltender, and it's still a good goal. I, I honestly don't know. I feel like at this point, coaches in the NHL are just challenging for the hell of it. Who knows? Maybe they'll take a goal away. Maybe they'll let a goal count. It's a crapshoot, and it's just totally ridiculous i don't i've been an nhl fan for decades i never ever could recall a season like this where i've seen so many shitty calls for goaltender interference whether it is or it isn't um and, and to me goaltender interference is a simple call yes it's subjective but i mean if there's even an inkling of interference on a goaltender that should be goaltender interference that should be a penalty. So bad enough that those counted as goals it's even worse that those should have been penalties especially taking a stick and cracking it over a goalie's head that probably should have been either a four minute or five minute penalty um just absolute insanity in the nhl right now and what scares me about it as an nhl fan is what's going to happen in the playoffs when it really matters uh then there was this if it will play let me see if I can go back to it. Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, major, major trial going on uh, in the U.S. Uh, with U.S. gymnastics doctor Larry Nazar, who, who just... Uh, it, it's unbelievable. He sexually assaulted over 250 girls... Uh, not even women, girls, because of their age. Uh, Not to say that there's any excuse for women either uh, for him to be sexually abusing anybody. Uh, You know, none of that is right. But 250, you know, uh, unbelievable uh, how evil this man is. And, uh, you know, I'm not a strong believer in the death penalty, but this is one of those few cases where I would actually be wishing that there was still a death penalty uh in Michigan uh for this guy uh because when you fuck with that many people when you fuck with just one person's life but let alone 250 uh I don't blame this father who as you saw as I was talking what was going on there uh he actually tried to rush uh security in the court uh to get to uh the doctor Nazar and uh, I don't blame him. I don't think a lot of I don't think anybody really does. in fact, I think most people wish that he actually got a shot in on him before the police stopped him. Uh, luckily uh, he was not held in contempt of the court. Uh, they showed mercy and the, you know I don't know how you couldn't to be honest. you know if you put yourself in his shoes, uh, his two daughters were sexually abused by this man. Uh, I think anybody, would have done what he tried to do Um, and I I don't blame him for that Uh, just an absolutely disturbing situation there uh, with US gymnastics and and even more uh, disturbing the timing now as we head into the Winter Olympics obviously gymnastics is a Summer Olympics event but uh, you hope that you never hear about something like this happening again uh, because it's just so disturbing Uh, Speaking of disturbing, (laughs) this image here of Bill Belichick and his wife, I was saying that this is Bill Belichick after the Super Bowl this Sunday. I think, uh, and and of course, feel free to go back to this podcast and point and laugh and say he was wrong, but I think that the Patriots are going to just steamroll uh, the Eagles. Uh, I think it would be a different game if the Eagles still had their number one quarterback, but they don't. Uh, That's why I think that this this game is going to be a blowout. And if you watched the previous podcast, you could probably tell that would be my opinion. Uh, I really wanted to see Minnesota do it. Because I know Minnesota's in a similar situation. They also are using their backup quarterback. But, but, uh, the fact that the Super Bowl is being played in Minnesota, I think would have given them a bit of an edge. Because that crowd is loud. uh, And I think that that would have fucked with the Patriots' offense and defense communicating with each other. uh, And that is an X factor in games. Uh, But, that's not going to happen at the super bowl this year because it's the eagles not the vikings and the eagles don't really have a lot of supporters in minnesota that i can tell uh so they will have some of their fans fly up i'm sure uh but i think that the majority of that crowd will probably be patriots fans at least 50 50 um and i think the patriots are going to blow them out hence why i think bill belichick is going to have a smile on his face similar to that one after Sunday. Uh, Then Field Yates tweeted out, not a joke, Uh, Gronk has 69 family members and friends flying to Minnesota for the Super Bowl, and you know what that means, baby. Uh, Then uh, if you're interested, you can check it out on twitter.com slash Newton. but uh, uh, Lord Bates uh, in the UK resigned. Uh, after being late. Uh, and I think that that was a pretty slick move. You could tell he really didn't want to answer questions because he was late. Then he made the excuse to leave, saying that he would resign. And as it turns out afterwards, he didn't really resign. Uh, so I think that that's pretty slick. Uh, then it was interesting the fixes in uh, Tom Brady's acceptance speech was leaked as the MVP. The awards show is tonight. Uh, At first when I saw this, I thought they meant the MVP for the Super Bowl, but it's MVP award that's being delivered tonight, Saturday night, before the Super Bowl. So, uh, whoops. Uh, Then I wanted to thank everybody for helping our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jfwrtv, reaching over 9,000. It's over 9,000, as Vegeta would say, uh, (laughs) from Dragon Ball Z. So thank you, everybody helping us get over 9,000 uh, then I thought it's hilarious this memo that was released yesterday uh, because I feel like Republicans of all people should know better uh, that releasing something on a Friday is how to bury news not too smart uh, and that Leafs defenseman I was talking about earlier was Justin Hull now obviously this is tonight they're playing Boston uh, but For tonight's game, he's projected, because he's had two games and two goals, he's projected this season to have 31 games and 31 goals. Uh, So he's on pace to have a pretty good season, Justin um, And I I really loved watching him uh, play. Uh, Both of the defensemen that that got a chance to play for the Leafs, uh, I I just think that uh, the enthusiasm that you see, the way that they play, is fantastic and it's honestly made it for me as a Leafs fan to say I don't want the Leafs to do anything at the trade deadline why give up a pick why give up prospects continue to build uh you know this is not really the season to challenge anyways if it happens great if it doesn't you, you can't force it because who are you up against you're up against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh good luck you know and if, even if you can make it past them to the Stanley Cup final uh, who are you up against then? Vegas, Winnipeg, uh, you're, you're talking Nashville. You're talking about some superior teams right now. Yes, you're close. You're getting closer to that Stanley Cup, but you're not quite there yet. So pump your brakes, fans relax a little bit. You know, let's see what the kids can do. Let's not give up prospects and picks. Uh, to make it to the second round, you know, or or make it to the Eastern Finals. That's not really the goal here. Uh, you know, let's have the kids learn. Let's have them play with each other in some difficult games. Uh, you know, clearly they're gonna be a playoff team unless <laughs> unless this shit hits the fan for them, uh, which I seriously doubt. Um, I honestly think they could probably pay, play five hundred hockey from here on out and still make the playoffs. So, uh, you know. As much as I would love as a Leafs fan to see them contend for a cup, this isn't the year, um, and I don't think they should give up picks or prospects to do it. Uh, Let the kids play, because they're doing pretty well. Uh, Then Randy Turner had an interesting tweet saying that it was a weird Groundhog's Day in Winnipeg. Uh, Manitoba Merv stuck his head out of the ground, and James Neal chopped it off. Now we've got six more weeks of bitching about goalie interference. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted a very interesting tweet because a lot of people thought that New Orleans was going to sign Monroe, uh, but they could only offer him $2.2 million for the rest of the season. Uh, Cousins was injured past the cutoff date to get the disabled player exception. The Celtics had $8.4 million to use. Uh, via the Gordon Hayward injury so the Hayward injury ends up paying off for the Celtics in a weird way what will be very interesting to see is if Hayward actually comes back and plays for Boston come the playoffs uh, because then they're an even more stacked team Uh, I don't think Cleveland is a a threat in the East I think that Boston is the biggest threat uh, and it's up to the Raptors to prove themselves against Boston not the other way around uh, then I thought this was hilarious, uh, tweeted out from The Verge, a brave YouTuber installs a literal fast and slow lane of traffic outside the FCC headquarters. I thought that that was <laughs> fantastic, and kudos to that guy. Uh, then I saw a tweet that was promoted by MGM Resorts. They said, congratulations to the Golden Knights on making history for the most wins in an inaugural season. Uh, and I think that they'll get a few more before the season's done too. Uh, then The Verge tweeted out, "YouTube will start labeling videos from state-funded broadcasters." And I said, "Hmm, Facebook could learn from this." Uh, Verge, The Verge. If you don't follow The Verge, you're not doing it right on Twitter. Uh, some great tweets they have. Some great articles. Uh, they had an article called YouTube working on stricter policies to punish creators who do significant harm to the community. Uh, I said it would be nice considering they neutered creators like me who had good content by cutting off their ad revenue. Meanwhile, Logan Paul or Paul Logan, whatever the fuck his name is, he still can make advertising money off of YouTube. So, you know, fuck him and fuck YouTube for doing that. Uh, Then Uberfax tweeted out Frustration attraction means that the individual who was dumped Will love and lust for the person who dumped them even more Who hasn't been there Um, Then I tweeted out uh, Is it okay that I'm watching Groundhog Day Repeatedly all day long yesterday Uh, Then The Verge tweeted out Ads between Instagram stories are about to get more annoying And my response to that is just Fuck uh, uberfax tweeted out that men's biggest complaints about women include the silent treatment bringing up things he's done in the distant past and being critical uh... i found it hilarious that being critical was last and i think that dudes are soft uh... then if you're interested check it out on youtube uh, obadiah parker uh... hey Ya cover so uh... outcast song hey Ya has a great cover Because when you listen to that song by OutKast, it sounds like an upbeat song. Until you read the lyrics. Uh, This dude, I think, understands the song better than the originators. And I love when cover artists get the song better than the original artists. And a good example of that also is Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. Even Dylan had to admit that his version was better than Dylan's version. Uh, then joe rogan tweeted out that a sprawling mayan network is discovered under the guatemala jungle uncovered by lasers so that's a pretty cool story from the bbc and i didn't know this but apparently monopoly was invented by an anarchist that wanted to teach children about the evils of capitalism talk about an epic fail there And then uh, The Verge had an interesting post, should you work out when you're sick? Rather than play the clip for you, I'll just give you the cliff notes. The answer is no. If you're really sick, you could actually get more sick. If you do exercise, take the time off, recover, and then go back and hit the gym. Uh, That is a very interesting tweet to me because in the past, I have been stupid enough to exercise when I was sick. And in a weird way, I kind of disagree with this because I've actually felt better after exercising because it really kind of cleared the phlegm, I guess, up a bit. Like I was coughing up more, I was blowing out more phlegm afterwards, and I actually felt better. Uh, I felt like if I didn't do that, I'd probably be sicker longer, but I'm not going to argue with science. Uh, I'm going to take that away and follow that Uh, because it makes sense. Uh, this clip I do want to play Because it's hilarious uh, Edge cut an unbelievable promo uh, Hopefully it plays Where he refused to rush Russell John Cena in Arizona Because of how long it took them to recognize Martin Luther King Day And he announced that Johnny Nitro would be his replacement Because Nitro's great-great-grandmother was pla- <laughs> I don't remember this at all but this is hilarious and of course unfortunately it's not playing but you can check it out twitter.com slash d john d newton probably one of the best things edge ever did and i forgot about it uh then uh john favreau tweeted out so the entire memo was a scam i hope you're proud of yourself uh paul ryan what a legacy and I would agree with that. Uh, if you've read the memo, and I'm not talking about what somebody in the media told you to think about it. I mean, if you actually read the four pages, it is absolutely nothing. It's like a memo between coworkers. It's It's absolute shit. Uh, there's nothing in it that really condemns the FBI or the Department of Justice. It's just absolute garbage. Uh, you know, there was a joke I saw on Bill Maher last night. He was saying, like, oh, you know, the Republicans uncovered this memo at the bottom of their printer it's garbage um and of course they all pretend like it's a big deal uh and last but not least instagram is finally adding a scheduling feature sort of and i said really you couldn't just keep the picture on your phone until that date and then post it i've lost faith in society uh (laughs) But I haven't lost faith in you. So thank you so much for listening, for watching, for subscribing, for liking, for sharing, uh, for being you. And we will see you on the next episode.